prayer. So, can we all bow? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, Master, King, Supporter. Shield of Abraham, our Lord, our God, the one and only. You have sanctified us and set us apart and made us holy with your commandments. You command us to hear the sound of the shofar. So hear the sound of the shofar. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah, my goodness. Y'all may be seated. All right. My goodness. My God. Baruch haba Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. My goodness. Man. Oh, that was beautiful, wasn't it? Hey, we Friday. Can't make it. Oh, man. Woo. Man. Did we tear down tradition today? Yes. <laughs> you sure? Oh, man. This is going to be wonderful. <sighs> Let's see here. I need, we're going to light the Hanukkah, the oil lamp right now. And uh, I would love, where's the Talit? Um. I need Dijon come up. Amen. Come on up, Dijon. Come on up. Place that on him. Come on up, yeah. We're going to get you to light the Hanukkah over here, the oil lamp. Amen. Come on up here. This one right here, so it's going to be, we're going to light the Shema, okay? Right here. Take your time. Get you to light the Shema right there. Just that one. Okay. Don't go around. Go around the other way so they can get it. There you go. There it is. All right. Thank you. You got it. Keep the Talit. Yep. That's your Talit. Amen. Welcome to the priesthood. All right. Ah, glory to God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Can I get a drink first? I won't keep you long. Hanukkah, not Christmas, but Hanukkah. Let's have a few discussions right here so we know what we're doing, and it's something that is not made up. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, but I'm going to inform you, uh, and I'm going to try to, I can't give it all to you in one night. That's not the idea. Uh, tonight is just kind of giving you some understanding of what this festival is really all about. It's called the Dedication of light. Amen? All right. So we want to do, it's a lot of ways that we can go, but what I really want y'all to know something about Hanukkah, uh, that it's, before I tell you what it's not, I'm going to tell you what it, what it is. <laughs> I want to, okay? All right. Hanukkah means dedication. Okay. In the Hebrew, let's see, it, it, let's see here, it, it happened, um, dedication, or Hanukkah means dedication. In the Hebrew, um, it happened in the 2nd century, around 165 BCE. Uh, Hanukkah is a prophetic, listen, 
foreshadowing of events that will repeat itself in the last days, which we are in right now. Okay? Most people think Hanukkah is about oil, but really it's about a miracle military victory. Mm. Over a type of Antichrist, Antiochus Epiphanes the fourth, okay? So he's like he represents a type of Christ. And you're going to hear, um, I'll bring you into who these uh, Maccabees are. Uh, so what I want to tell you right now, it is a military victory um, over the Greeks. And in this time of the Maccabees or Hanukkah, it happened between Malachi and Matthew. Okay, that 400-year period. This is what was going on. Okay? So, let's look at this. The Greeks, they were these, were being overtaken. These small facet of Jewish people were being overtaken by the Greek uh, empire. Okay? And they didn't care at this moment. They didn't care if you kept your culture of Judaism. You know, your worship, your practice of your sacraments. and all. They didn't care that you kept your Judaism, the culture of it. But they were, they, what they didn't want and what they opposed was the spirituality part of it. Okay? So the Greeks, you know, they were into philosophy and stuff, right? So that was their culture, uh, their society is what they really believed in. Just so long as you studied the Torah, well, listen, for academic reasons, it was okay. They didn't want you to study it for spiritual reasons. But for academic reasons, you could study the Torah, okay? Uh, you could use it for educational purposes. They was okay with that. So the Greeks or the Hellenistics were polytheism. They were into polytheism. Y'all know what polytheism is? Polytheism is what? Worship of more than one God. And we are in the Judy or Judaism or Judaism. Judeo uh, Christians, not Christians, but believers at that time, they were into monotheism. Mention mean one God. Okay? So if any of you hear them terms polytheism, that multiple gods. And if you hear monotheism, that is the worship of one true God. Amen? So we are monotheistic in our theology. Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. Glory to God. Hanukkah is a foreshadow of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah, uh, let's see here. Uh, the Hanukkah is a nine-branch, or the Hanukkah is a, is a nine-branch menorah. Uh, the seven-branch is what you see right here. This is what was actually in the temple. And I want to, you know, what we're doing here, and I'll get to it in a minute, but I need you to really understand what this is. This is the actual prophetic. You can, you can actually, each one of these candlesticks, you can actually uh, go to the book of Daniel and you can see the prophetic end times in each one of this, each one of these. 7,000 years of humanity. You can see it all in this lampstand. Holds the key to the coming of Christ right here in front of you. If you have understanding about it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to get there. Hanukkah actually has one of the most amazing revelations of the end time. Of any holiday given by God. Now in the Bible you have trumpets. You have tabernacle, right? And with end time things. But Hanukkah is the most specific revelation of the end times. See why the enemy don't want you to know this? Okay. From a lampstand. Mm. Okay. Most prophecy people miss it. Most Jewish people certainly miss it. Most Christians really miss it. <laughs> Hanukkah holds probably the most exact, precise revelation of what's going to happen in the end times. Hanukkah. Okay? Hanukkah means dedication. 
Okay? Hanukkah holds the, listen, it holds the strategy of how to overcome also in the end times. Hanukkah does. Mm. Hanukkah is only celebrated, it, listen, in the, in the Renewed Testament, not in the Old Testament. This is the, you're partakers now of the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah. That's the New Testament. Or it's a better described as the Renewed Testament. Amen? Hanukkah is celebrated in that fashion. Let's see. It is the great witness of the Jewish people. Where is the Bible? Where is Hanukkah in the Bible? In the prophesied of the Old Testament is in the book of Daniel's and you'll also see it in Psalms. Amen? Amen? It happens in the middle, as I told you, of the Old and the Renewed Testament between Malachi and Matthew. Uh, John 10, 22 are one of the uh, are the one who celebrates it is Jesus Yeshua, the Messiah. He actually was there. Okay? He was actually at Christmas. <laughs> he was actually at Hanukkah, at, at the dedication. He was actually there, right? The translation, uh, translators messed up it in, in the Greek, right, into English. Uh, and it looked as if it, it, it looked like it was never in there because they didn't realize that Hanukkah meant dedication. Right? Minister, do this for me. Go to John 10, 22. You got the New Living Translation and the Complete Jewish. I think it's appropriate to put the Complete Jewish in there tonight. This is John chapter 10 at verse 22. The New Living Translation, it reads, It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah. The festival of dedication. Hold on. So he was there. No, no excuse, right? He was there. Okay. You don't have to say, well, was he, was he there? Yeah, he was absolutely there. And it tells you right there. Read it again because you might not believe it. Do it in the complete Jewish. In the complete Jewish Bible. Then came Hanukkah in Yerushalayim. Mm -hmm. It was winter. He's reviewing, he's revealing himself. He's saying, I am the one. He's right there. He's giving Hanukkah, he's giving a Hanukkah speech while he's there. He's giving a Hanukkah sermon while he's there. <laughs> See, if there was no Hanukkah, if there was no rededication, there would be no faith of Israel. They would have been wiped out. Hmm, Okay. Maybe you don't get it. If there was no Hanukkah, if he wasn't right there, that wouldn't have been a Mary. That wouldn't have been no apostles. Ultimately, that wouldn't have been no you. Gentiles. Right? Okay. Let's go on and move on here. So we established that he was there. So Hanukkah. True Hanukkah. I'm not talking about what we see today is represented as Hanukkah. Okay. Because anything. See that's why today's teaching was so vital for you to understand what's going on now. Okay. There's always an amalgamation of God's truth. Paul said, I have kept intact the faith. This is one thing that we have to remember. Hanukkah has been in itself. Now I'm going to talk about what has been happening to Hanukkah. Has been commercialized. Yeah. Means, listen, designed principally for financial gain. Hanukkah. Profit. Not in every area, but it's happening. And I want to make sure that we know that. Hanukkah is more, listen, of tradition. Tradition means 
transmission of custom or belief from generation to generation. The fact of being passed on this way. All tradition is not bad. It was traditional for Jesus to be in the synagogue. Yeah. And, and if you read the scripture, it says, as his tradition. Yeah. All right? So all tradition is not bad. It was traditional for Hal to come to church. That's not bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It was traditional for Ryan and Keisha to come to church. It was, it's not bad. That's not a bad. That's not bad, is it? That's a good tradition. All right. Just want to make sure we got that. Hanukkah is not a major or minor feast. It's just a traditional acknowledgement of the greatest victory ever fought. Okay. All right. The word of God never stopped being. The word of God never stopped being. I know a lot of times you've been to church and they say, oh, you know, nothing happened between Malachi and Matthew. Oh, yes, it did. And from the day on, the next seven days, you're going to find out what happened. Amen. The word of God did not stop. It does not stop. Amen. All right. It's just an acknowledgement of the greatest victory ever fought. It is recorded in the first and second Maccabees, which was originally in the 1611 King James Version of the Bible. It's no longer there, but it was there. And a couple of other books were in the original 1611 Bible. They took it out. Tobit, you ever heard of that? Okay. There's another book. Oh. It'll blow your mind too. <sighs> the word of God never stopped being. And I told you, you can read it in the first and second Maccabees. And what it will do, it will have a his, it will have an, uh, just a consistency flow of historical events that happened in that period of time. This will fill in the gap between Malachi and Matthew for you. The Maccabees was a part of as I told you, of the original. Y'all got to hear what I said. It was part of the original 1611. So somebody's tampering with the canon, ain't they? Okay. This is why most pastors don't understand Hanukkah. Because of that book. Those books are not in there. This is why they don't understand Hanukkah. Okay. But they understand Christmas. Oh. Okay. But they don't understand Hanukkah. Hanukkah means dedication. The quality of being dedicated or committed to a task or purpose. This is what the Maccabees were doing. They were showing forth the commitment. Listen, to the preservation of the Torah. With their life. Okay. The story of the Maccabees. What it, they, they show what it takes. To keep the word of faith. Protected. This is what this family did. Metathias Ben Jonathan. He was a Kohen. He was a priest. He had five sons. Judah. The hammer. That's what they call him, the hammer. Judah, the hammer. All right. That's what Maccabee means. It means the hammer. Now, ultimately, they ended up calling all of them <laughs> the Maccabees. But it was Jonathan Maccabee, Jonathan the hammer. But they ended up calling all of them the Maccabees. Okay? Then they uh, had his brother Jonathan. Okay? Well, Judah is the hammer. But Jonathan, he was the diplomat in the family. Then there was Simeon, who was wise. He was director. He was the guide. Mm, look at Holy Spirit. Then there was John. He was the oldest. 
and he was the main leader. Then there was another brother, Eleazar. He was the youngest of the brothers. Not much is known about him except he died a heroic death in the battle. Amen? Okay. Let's go to Leviticus. New King James, okay? Leviticus 23, 1 and 2. Y'all learning? The story is awesome, y'all. Ready? Amen. So be Leviticus chapter 23. Yes. In the New King James Version. I don't have it up on the screen here, but I'll read it here. Go ahead. At verse 1, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. Mm. Okay. They're not the Jewish feasts. God said that what? These are my feasts. Okay? Don't y'all want to do what God said? Yeah. All right. He didn't say Christmas. All right. He said, these are my feasts. You did one and two? Yes, sir. Okay. God's true blessing comes with this appointed times. The body of Christ is missing out on this. All right? Dedication is the word, listen, is the word Hanukkah in the Bible. So if you, and I'm serious, it's, it, all the feasts have a blessing when you bring your offering. It's built in. You don't have to get a prophet to come and say, do this and do that. It's built in with your obedience of the observation, listen, of the observance of his feasts. It's built in. That by the crisis missed out on so many blessings because we'd rather do Christmas. There's not a blessing for Christmas. It's debt. That's right. That's right. Let's see here. So if you had the right translation of the word Hanukkah, it would be most of us is foreign to us. When you tell people, um, I observe Hanukkah. It's foreign to the believer. It's foreign to pastors. It's, it's foreign to uh, prophets. And, and when you hear that word, it immediately separates us. Isn't that something? Tell the people you, you observe Hanukkah. See what happens. First thing they ask you, are you Jewish? Anybody remember the scripture I gave y'all? Yeah. What's the scripture? Romans 8 what? <laughs> y'all hear that? Y'all sure? Yeah. Minister, is it working? Huh? All right. I just want to, I just want to, before we keep going, can we go here just for a second? And, and it was in the New Living Translation. Okay? Go Romans ahead. Romans chapter 2 and verse 28. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart mm. produced by God's Spirit. All right. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. All right. Shabbat shalom. Any question? What a Jew is? Mm. 
So yes, <laughs> I am Jewish. In God's eye, yes, I am. I obey and keep his commandments. All right. So now we can move on. So it shouldn't be foreign to us now, right? Hanukkah shouldn't be foreign to us now. It's what we do in the land. The word Hanukkah, it seems so foreign, like I said, to most believers. And Jesus, listen, it's not a Jewish holiday, and I want us to really understand. Go to 2 Chronicles 7.5. Do King James. We're going to move it on, and we're going to get there. Second Chronicles chapter 7 at verse 5. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. They Hanukkah, the house of God. See, in Israel, if they were reading it in the Jewish term, they would see Hanukkah. They would see the word Hanukkah. It's all over the Bible. Even when you see Sabbath, it's Hanukkah too. <coughs> Dedication. Okay, maybe we don't believe that. Maybe that's just a fluke. Go to number 710. Numbers chapter 7 at verse 10. Now the leaders offered the dedication offering for the altar when it was anointed. Hanukkah. Dedication, Hanukkah. Second Chronicles fifteen eighteen. Second Chronicles chapter fifteen at verse eighteen. He also brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated. Hanukkah. Ezra six. Sixteen seventeen. Ezra chapter 6 at verse 16. Then the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the descendants of the captivity celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. And they offered sacrifices mm. at the dedication of mm. this house of God. At the Hanukkah of the house of God. Uh, have I made my point? Hanukkah is throughout the Bible. It's the word dedication and also sacrifice. And he became a sacrifice for your what? Propitiation. He became Hanukkah for you. It's everywhere in the Bible. You see Hanukkah everywhere. But because it's been so commercialized and stigmatized, of what it is you can't see Jesus. This is a time of rededication. This is the kind of time of retrospect of your walk. And this is just the intro. We're we going to get in there the rest of the week. Oh, we got there. We, we got you. Amen. So you should be dedicated to come every night. Make a sacrifice. Make a Hanukkah every night. Mmm. Show God that you are serious about your walk. Make a commitment. Amen? Wow. Make a sacrifice. Wow. Man, look at this. Dedication, sacrifice. In the scripture, has the same concept of dedication or Hanukkah to God or to an altar. It's nowhere in the Bible that Jesus and the apostles celebrated his birthday. It's nowhere in there. Mm. King who? Herod. Okay. So, you know Herod. So, let me, let me show you something here. So, there were three Herods in the Bible. Yeah? There was Herod, the great Herod, who died when Jesus, right when he was born. Right? So, the, the Maccabees, they were Jews. Herod was a Jew. How many of y'all knew Herod was a Jew? Herod was a Jew. 
He was a Hezbenian Jew. Have you many of you heard of Hezbenian? Well, the Maccabees were Hezbenians. Wait a minute, you mean the Maccabees had the same line as Herod? See how important it is to learn something about Jesus? The Hezbenians. This is where, this is also the Pharisees. Y'all ain't ready. Herod was a Hezbenian. He was Jew. He was, listen, but he was in cahoots with the Greeks. So all the persecution that the Greeks put on or Hellenized, and we're going to go through that, what that is, all of that came from a Jew. He was in charge. They, they was just using him to keep the people in check. But Herod worked with them. He was under them. A Jew himself. Hezbenian. And if you do research on Hezbenian, you find out who... Y'all know they came out of Babylon, right? Y'all know the Pharisees came out of Babylon, right? But, you know, you have Hezbenians, you have, you, have, you, have, you have some Messianic Jews, and you have some Jews that are Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox. You got some Jews that are pushing the Noahide laws. I, mean, I taught you about the Noahide laws. Have you heard about the Noahide laws? Really? Well, if you really heard about the Noahide laws, you'd be praying. Okay. I'm going to teach you on that, too. But if you trace the Herod... And the Maccabees bloodline, it is attached to Osmodius. Osmodius. Okay. See, that opens up a whole other line when you hear, you are of your father, the devil. If you understood who Osmodius was. It's a spirit. Y'all not ready. So you have, you know, <laughs> you have, you got believers in the body of Christ. Some who actually believe and some who don't. So you had the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? <laughs> that one believed in the resurrection, one didn't. One believed in the supernatural, one didn't. Okay. But I'm just letting you know, on the family tree, the Maccabees were related <laughs> with Herod. Oh, we're going to talk about some stuff in the temple today when we get there. Hezbonian. Okay? How many of y'all heard that word before? Mm. Okay. Elder say he did. You need to know what's going on with the Maccabees. Amen. You know, you got some good people in your family lineage and you got some bad people. But it's still the same family lineage, though, ain't it? Right? All right. All right. Everybody got that crazy cousin. Ain't nothing changed. Right? All right. Nowhere in the Bible I told y'all that the apostles celebrated his birthday. Now they worshipped him. But they didn't celebrate him, his birthday. Okay. Here's a word for y'all. Nativity. It's the Latin word for birth. That word passed through Middle France. And before entering into the English in the 14th century... Jesus was not celebrating himself. Okay? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. Listen. God won't let me trip. <laughs> Amen. Listen to this. 
Jesus was not celebrating himself at Hanukkah while he was there. It never said that he was celebrating himself. He was there to reveal himself. That's why he was at Hanukkah. He was there to be revealed. And we're going to see that along the line. This is why it's so important for us to understand dedication. A few weeks before, what was he? He was mad, wasn't he, in the temple? Yeah? Is this my father's house? And it should be a house of what? Okay. Well, all right. Look at this. I'm just saying. He was there to reveal himself. Listen, as the light of the world. That's why he was there. The Pharisees knew the scriptures. They knew exactly what was happening right before them. Yet, they could not accept it. They knew the scriptures. They knew that him walking in the palisade. They knew what was going on behind him. They knew who was before them. But they chose not to accept them. They let their natural senses override their spirit. Listen, they let their natural senses override the scriptures. They knew Daniel. They knew Daniel had prophesied this. They saw it. Look at that. They let their natural senses teach it. Override the scripture. Same thing we do with these holidays. We let our natural senses override, as I told y'all, the scripture. All right. Look at that. Override the scriptures. Listen. Or the spirit realm. Just listen. Just like many of us today. The church was never to celebrate Christmas. They were never to celebrate Christmas. I told you that, right? They were to see him as the light of the world. Just think, it's just for the fact that the scripture tells you exactly where Jesus was and what was he saying and telling them. <clears throat> that should have been enough. I am the light of the world. I am the menorah. Oh, man. It should have been enough, but it wasn't. He was saying, you've been asking, who am I? And here I am. See, that light had to be Preserved. And that oil had to be protected. Jesus said, I need someone who's not afraid to die for others. Send me the hammer. See, this story about Hanukkah is about the preservation of the oil. The oil represents who? The Holy Spirit. It was about fighting for their belief. See, the Maccabees were a type of Christ. But Antiochus was a, the Antichrist. So they were, just think about it. The temple has been desecrated. They're making offerings in the temple. They slain a pig. This is what Daniel was talking about, the abomination of desolation. And this is why it's so prophetic because what happened then is going to happen again. This is why they're in preparation for the third temple now. Well, what do you think they're going to do with the third temple? They're going to have sacrifices, animal sacrifices again. So they were having a nice sacrifice, doing their thing, doing, doing their Judaism. And here come now the Antichrist. They're going to stop the sacrifices. And he's going to go in that temple and say, I'm God. While the church is playing Christmas. I'm going to show you where we are. Because they Hellenize these people. 
Let me show you what that is down the road when we get there. Amen. Not going to go too far. <laughs> I'll be in here telling y'all the whole story tonight. I don't want to do that. Not tonight. But y'all getting a good picture? This is about this oil that was preserved for eight days. They didn't have enough oil to last. You have to get so mad at what the enemy does to our temples. Where's your oil? Yesterday oil is not sufficient for today. I need new oil. Man, we're going to get this. We're going to practice open the rest of the week. This is not a long service. We're just about done. If I can keep it at the time frame that my wife has said, am I doing all right? <laughs> okay. We're going to light the candle. We're going to say the prayer. We're going to go home, and then we're going to pick up tomorrow. Amen? Amen? This right here is the Shamash candle. Shamash. Shamash. Say Shamash. Shamash. This is the servant candle, the helper candle. This is the candle that lights all the other candles. It's the helper. And we're going to start tonight. And let me see here. I guess it's Dijon night. John Knights, and he here. I'll show you how we're going to do this. We might have a little problem here. Okay, we good. We good. <laughs> so I'm going to get him to like this one. And, you know, it, it's, it's tradition. And I want us to make sure we understand what tradition is. Like I said, this is the, what was really in the temple. This is a seven lamp. This is what was in there. This is tradition. This is what's come along. But also I can show you I can show you in the word of God where they believe that the other two are the two witnesses that were added to the candle in Ezekiel. Um, but I want to make sure I know for sure Elder, this is the menorah. This is what is in the temple. This is tradition. Okay? But I know, that's why I have this on here, so you'll know exactly what it is. I want to make sure we have understanding. There's another thing I wanted to make clear. In the prayer that they have here, they have it that he has commanded us to light the candle, but there's nowhere written that there's a command to do this. This is tradition. And I want y'all to understand. And I want to make sure that we have clear understanding of what we are doing and what we are partaking of. It's not that he's commanded us to light these candles. But it's an understanding of who the Shema is. And you take that candle, that servant candle, and it lights all the other candles. So the Maccabees at a point where the Shema, the helper. And I want us to understand. And I'm not, I want to make sure that, you know, they have format how you do this. But I don't feel right saying that God has commanded us. We're doing this because of the battle that was fought to preserve. The word of God. Now what happens is men start adding in everything. And we need to be discerning enough to know exactly what God said. And then do what he said. The other two prayers are excellent. I think that's great. You should want to light the candles. You should want to have your candle lit. You shouldn't want to put it under the bed. You should have it right out on the table where everybody can see it. So I want to make sure I, I get that clear. And throughout the teaching, if I see anything else that's man-made, I want to point it out. Like I said, this is what's in the temple. This is not in the temple. 
This is in the temple. So I want to make sure we have a good understanding of what we're doing. Amen? The point of this is, is that we want to show forth what really happened with the Maccabees. And why? Because of them, we still have the word. And their lives that were lost, family lives that were lost in this battle. This was a, a little small sect. Just a father and his sons. And they said, we're going to stand for the word of God. And we're going to fight. We don't know how to fight, but we're going to learn how to fight. They were not fighters. They were farmers. But they had chutzpah. I told you I'm Jewish. They had that. They understood. Without them, like I said, it wouldn't have been a Mary. There wouldn't have been the apostles. And it wouldn't have been us. God didn't stop moving. He had people there preserving. This is what you're supposed to do. It's preserve the integrity of the word. Listen, with their lives. And I'm going to show you what happened. Amen? So at this time, what we're going to do is we're going to say the prayer. Then we're going to have Dijon come over here. He's going to light the Shema. And then he's going to take this and it's going to be day one, which is the Father. Amen. Hold that right there. Minister Al is going to read in the back in the Hebrew, and I'm going to read it in the English. Amen? Oh, are you ready? These are prayers of blessing. Baruch Hata Adonai Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam Sha'asa Nisim, Avotenu, Hayamim Hahem, Bazman Hazeh. Amen. Y'all can repeat after me. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who did miracles for our forefathers in those days at this season. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Shehecheyanu, Bikiyimanu, Bihigiyanu, Lazman Hazeh. Amen. Repeat after me. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and brought us to this season. Amen. So what you gonna do? Go ahead and like that. Let me take that one out. Starting like that one. Look at it. Looked like it was going out. Okay, go ahead. Uh huh. You gotta hold it, press it down. All right. Woo! Oh, where's my other sheet at? I have uh, another piece, but I don't see it here. Minister Al, you got my other envelope back there? Can you bring it to me with both of the pieces, piece, piece of paper that I gave you? There we go. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Stay right there. We're lighting these lights because of the miracles, the wonders, the salvation, and the battles which you perform for our forefathers in those days at this season through your holy priests. During all eight days of Hanukkah, these lights are holy. We're not using them for ordinary lights. Instead, they are for looking at in order to give thanks and praise to your greatness, your name, your miracles, your wonders, and your salvation. 
So take a moment. And it's going to make so much more sense as we go throughout the week of what it took and the miracle of that oil that sustained. The temple. This was the only light in the temple. It's the only light in that darkness. Now that light is in you. So take a moment and gaze and as this story unfolds the rest of the week, you're going to see what real dedication, real sacrifice. And maybe we have a deeper appreciation for the word of God. Thank you for coming out tonight for day one. <laughs> this is the real, this is what really happened for us to really come and gather as we do today. Amen. I'm finished, but I just, I just want us to make sure that we really understand the moment. And the seriousness of what really happened for us to actually stand here and see how the word of God was preserved. And the many, many horrible and horrific lives that were given and children. You're going to find out what real faith is. See, this is this celebration was about him. I am the light of the world. He lights. He's the light of every man in here. And I want to see, this is the real stuff. We didn't bring in any commercialized stuff and making it what it really isn't. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of dedication. This year might have been tough for some of you. Now it's a time to rededicate your will and your faithfulness to serve God. This is what this is all about. This ain't about dreidels and this ain't about cups and cakes and all these type of things. It's not about that. It's about the lives that were lost and the dedication and the revealing of who Yeshua is. Amen. Shalom.